If you want to turn in your Bibles to the book of Proverbs. Uh, and last week I shared with you that um, we're going to talk about Proverbs because I felt like as a pastor we needed some wisdom. And some of you winced. Some of you winced when I said that uh, because you were like, is he saying I'm foolish? You know, that's what you were thinking right away. And I, I want to clarify that. I want to clarify that. I was. I was. Um, but I also want to say something uh, more important, uh, that wisdom uh, is something that I see lacking in my life. I see it lacking in my life. I I. I, I make a mess out of something. I I look at the way uh, I treating my family. Uh, I look at what comes out of the priorities that I make, and over and over again, uh, I, I'm seeing a lack of wisdom in my life. Um, I share that with you not to seem humble when I'm not. Uh, that's part of the problem. In fact, uh, we'll get there in a bit. But I want to I, I want to tell you that we're all in this together. We're, we're, we're all of us, all of us. This is not something that uh, you outgrow. I wish that we did. I wish that we reached a certain age, got a diploma of some sorts that we no longer could act foolish after that. Um, but we, we're all prone to this. This is these are the things that drive uh, us as a people and are prevalent in our culture today. And um, apparently they were prevalent in the culture of uh, Solomon as well, uh, because he was concerned for his son as he shared with him. I share that with you, uh, and I want to tell you that uh, we may think we have wisdom. We may think we have wisdom, and this morning you may see that maybe you don't, and that's okay. Uh, it causes us to maybe be able to pursue it in a new way and find it. Um, most of the time, uh, we like to say we have all the answers. We can figure out life. We have all the experiences that somehow will get us to the right answers. Um, most of you know that... Uh, I'm, I'm involved in Little League with my boys, and uh, one of the things that we see over and over again, and uh, it's not funny, but it is funny how often we see it, is uh, you'll watch a, a young boy, and he'll do something wrong. He'll do something wrong. And as a coach, you want to go and say, hey, let me, let me tell you how to... And w- you know what they say almost all the time? I know. I know. And... Uh, this last week, I got a glare from one of the kids, and he goes, I know, I know. And I want to say, why didn't you do it? <laughs> you know? And I know that feeling as a man, as a 45-year-old man, there's a sense where the wisdom of God has not found a home in my heart. And I may know the right answer, or may think I know the right answer, uh, and push people away and say, I know, I know, I know. But rather... uh to have wisdom applied to my own heart, uh, that I might truly walk with God. I want to start out our time and just tell you that in James chapter 1, verse 5, I told you to turn to Proverbs. We're going to pray pray for uh, James chapter 1, verse 5. It says, if any of you lacks wisdom, if any of you lacks wisdom, this should be our life verse, right? That's me! It's talking about me! If any of you lacks wisdom... Let him ask God who gives generously 
to all without reproach, and it will be given him. Uh, That's what we want to do this morning as we begin our time. We want to ask God to give us wisdom. Kids, uh, this is a lifelong deal, right? Uh, You may say, I don't even know what he's talking about. Well, pray that you would know what he's talking about, right? Let's pray together. God, thank you for this morning. Thank you for each one here. Uh, God, we ask for the wisdom that you talk about in your word. God, help us to see clearly this morning the difference between uh, your wisdom and all other wisdoms. And God, thank you for this time. We uh, dedicate it to you. We give it to you. We ask that you would empower our time. Our, uh, the, your word would come alive and find resonance in our heart. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, I, I talked about James, and uh, I'll just quote some of this for you, and then uh, we will spend the most of our most of our time in the book of Proverbs. There are two kinds of wisdom. There's God's wisdom, and then there's all other wisdom. And I want to tell you, some of you say, well, how do I know the difference? How do I know the difference between wisdom? And it's not real simple, but it is simple. Uh, In James chapter 3, it it talks about these two types of wisdom, and they're very, very different. And you say, well, what's so different about them? The difference is the outcome, is the outcome, what it produces in your life. This morning, some of you would think, well, I'm wise. And I'd say, well, why are you wise? And you say, I'm I'm financially savvy. Like I, I know how to handle money. I can get a lot of money. Or you say, well, I've been to school. I've, I got good grades. Or, or you say, well, I have experience. I've done a lot of things. I've gone a lot of places. And the question is, of all that you trust in, what does it produce in your life? What is it, uh, the outcome? In James chapter 3, it says this, Who is wise and understanding among you? By his good conduct, let him show his works in meekness of wisdom. Think about this, that wisdom comes out. It shows itself. Uh, I know that a lot of times when we think of wisdom, we think of deep thinkers. Deep thinkers who can say big words and think big thoughts that no one else could think. That's not what the scripture talks about as God's wisdom. God's wisdom is something that uh, controls your conduct. It's the thing that drives your life. And you say, well, what's life? Life is relationships. It's conversations. It's values. It's, it's priorities. It's the way uh, you relate to your, your spouse. It, it's the way that you talk to your children and children. It's the way you talk to your parents. It's it's the way uh, you value, uh, for those of your grandparents right here, value your grandkids. I saw some great grandparenting this week. Great grandparenting. Not great, you know, you know what I mean. But um, uh, the, it, it, that's how wisdom bears itself. That's how it shows itself in life. And this is what it says here in uh, James chapter 3. But if, if you have bitter jealousy and selfish ambition in your hearts, do not boast and be false with the truth. This is not wisdom that comes down from above, but is earthly, unspiritual, demonic. Whoa. Uh, for where jealousy and selfish ambition exist, there will be disorder in every vile practice. 
Okay? I, I want to tell you uh, that wisdom from below shows itself. And you say, well, how does it show itself? In that passage, it says this. How will you know uh, if you have the wrong wisdom? Tell me what's going on in your home. Tell me what's going on in your relationships. Uh, in this passage, it says that you will see jealousy, selfish ambition, boasting, disorder, and every evil practice. That's how, that's how wisdom from below rears its ugly head in your heart and in your life and in your home. You say, well, uh, I'm doing my best. This is wisdom. And if your house is in chaos relationally, you say, maybe I should try something else. Maybe I should go a different way on this one. Because this is not from God. This is not from God. In fact, it says demonic in there. That it's not from God. It's, it's pushing and being shoved and impacted by the demons. Okay? It also says in the same passage in James chapter 3, um, wisdom from above. Listen to this. And tell me if you, tell me if you don't want this in your home and heart. Okay? Uh, but the wisdom from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, open to reason, full of mercy and good fruits, impartial and sincere. That's the kind of home I want. That's the kind of heart I want. That's the kind of marriage I want. That's the kind of life. Those are the things that I want to fill my life. I know I said Proverbs, but we're going to go over to Psalms. Okay, Psalm 119. Okay, sorry, sorry. Just trying to keep you on your toes. We're going to get to Proverbs. It may just be one verse, because I promised I'd be nice to the kids. Which is being nice to the parents, by the way. Right? And for those of you sitting around kids, it's being nice to you as well. Uh, so Psalm 119, Psalm 119. I want to show you this because this is something that uh, we need to guard ourselves against. As, as you're thinking about, uh, there, there is apparent wisdom. There's apparent wisdom. There's wisdom that we think is wisdom, okay? And in Psalm 119, it talks about uh, the benefits of God's Word. Psalm 119, and I realize Psalm 119 is a long one. I will not read the whole, uh, the whole chapter. You're welcome. It's all good. <clears throat> but Psalm 119, verse 98 says this. Listen to this. Listen to how great it is to have God's wisdom. And this is especially good for those of you who are young. Because sometimes it's frustrating being young. Uh, because you're... You're young and you're inexperienced and you feel like older people always are going to have the right answer. And you go, I just can't have the right answer. I feel like I'm at a disadvantage. And you say, well, how can that uh, be corrected? Listen to this, kids. And this is the psalmist writing. He's talking about God's word, okay? He's talking about what we hold in our hand here. He says, your commandment makes me wiser than my enemies. That's good stuff. But it is ever with me. And then in verse 99, I have more understanding than all my teachers, for your testimonies are my meditation. And he says this, I understand more than the aged, for I keep your precepts. In Psalm 119, that section I just read to you, there are three categories. There are enemies. There are enemies. There are teachers, 
And there are those who are older, older and know stuff by experience. And, and what God's Word says to us is this, that you can have more wisdom, understanding. You don't have to be at a disadvantage when you know, obey, and love God's Word. That's good to know. Uh, for some of us, you know, for some of us, we look at situations and we go, well, I, I've done that for a long time. I've done that for a long time. I know about all that stuff because I went to school. Um, by the way, going to school is pretty rough. Have you ever, have you tried to help your kids with their math these days? Not easy. Just because you went to school doesn't mean that you uh, necessarily can help kids with math. Um, what he's saying is this. What God's Word shows us is real simple. It's real simple. That it's not just being stronger. It's not just being stronger. It's not just being one who has uh, academic degrees or position. Okay? It's not, it's not just one who has the age advantage. It's the one that knows God. It's the one who has a relationship with Him. And that's not an issue of experience or age or strength. It's an issue of knowing God. Uh, this morning, that should be an encouragement to us and also uh, a red light for some of us who have trusted in those things. But as we look to God's Word, now we're in Proverbs. Now we're in Proverbs, okay? took me a while to get there. Proverbs. Proverbs chapter 1. I want to tell you, kids, uh, this is a book uh, God wrote. Uh, God inspired a man. Uh, he told a man to write. He, uh, he, he wrote this special book, and it was a father to a son. It was a parent to a child. And, and, and this is the deal, kids. We want so badly for you to do better than we have done. We, we want you to have advantages that we did not have. I think about uh, God's heart for kids and our heart as adults for kids. And I won't ask for a show of hands, but uh, did, did you have a rough childhood? Don't, don't raise your hand. Please don't raise your hand. Uh, some of the kids are going, yeah, I'm right in the midst of it. You know, uh, it's tough being me. Uh, and you say, do you know my dad? I say, yeah, I do. I can imagine. Uh, but uh, uh, you say, do you have a rough childhood? And you say, Yo, yeah, it was hard. And there were things that I didn't like. And it, it kind of messed me up and scarred me. And I just, oh, I just. This is why Proverbs was written. It's this idea that we as a, pre, uh, uh, a generation that goes and is ahead can say, let me hand you stuff that I wish I had. L- let me give you a situation. This is why we had vacation Bible school. We, it, it's, not the whole, it's not the whole ball of wax. There's many more components to it. There's the home. There's, there's other things that we want to touch and, and we want to grow. But, but this is why we make the attempt. is because we want to set up the next generation. In Proverbs chapter 1, verse 1, uh, God's word is uh, is written as a, a father to a son. Proverbs chapter one, 
really uh, the first section I want to read to you real briefly. Uh, Proverbs chapter 1, the Proverbs of Solomon, son of David, king of Israel, to know wisdom and instruction, to understand words of insight, to receive instruction in wise dealing, in righteousness, justice, and equity, to give prudence to the simple, knowledge and discretion to the youth. This is let the wise hear and increase their learning, and the one who understands uh, obtain guidance. To understand a proverb and a saying, the words of the wise and their riddles. And then he says this, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Fools despise wisdom and instruction. Beginning of wisdom. The start of it. The the first class, if you will. It's the purpose of the book of Proverbs is that we might have a connection, uh, an eternal connection, uh, uh, be changed in our inner man, that we might be wise, that we might be wise. And he gives the first step, the fear of the Lord, the fear of the Lord. You say, well, that's a funny way to say it, the fear of the Lord. It may be to us. It may, we may struggle with the idea of the fear of the Lord. But we have, it's the idea that we would think about what he thinks all the time about the way we live. That we would not forget, kids, you know this, adults do too, but I just want to talk to you right now so I don't embarrass the adults, okay? Kids, do you, do you ever worry about what people think about you? You're, you're going in and you go, oh, I wonder if the friends at school will think my outfit's dumb, I wonder if they won't like my shoes. I wonder if they won't think I'm funny. I wonder if they won't think I'm athletic enough. I wonder if they won't think I'm smart enough. I wonder if, I wonder if, I wonder if. Kids, that's the fear of man. Adults, it's the fear of man. For all of us, all of us, all of us, all of us. We were driven and shaped by the fear of something, right? And Proverbs lays it out for us. If you want to be wise, if you want to be wise, if you want to have God's wisdom, the beginning of it is a right relationship with the Lord. The fear of the Lord. Not not the dread of Him, not the, the running from Him, but the re- right relationship that you can have with Him. That's the beginning of wisdom. And remember, there are two types of wisdom. That's the beginning of His wisdom. The other wisdom, it's going to mess up your life. You may get rich, you may get rich, but it'll mess up your life. You may get degrees, but it'll mess up your life. It'll mess up your family. You may be involved in activity after activity after activity. I can't even say it. You may be involved in a lot of stuff, okay? But if it's driven by that other wisdom, it's going to ruin your family, ruin your marriage, ruin your kids. The beginning of wisdom starts with right relationship with Him. If you look at the book of Proverbs, I I want to share with you a few things about His wisdom. How do I get it? How do I get it? In that next chapter, chapter 2, verses 3 through 6, Try to keep it simple here and not move you around too much. But uh, Proverbs chapter three, verses three, two, verses three through six. 
says this. Yes, if you call out for insight and raise your voice for understanding. If you seek it like silver and search for it like hidden treasures. We did that this week, didn't we, kids? We searched for it. Uh, Then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. For God gives wisdom and from his mouth come knowledge and understanding. There are two things in there. Uh, Maybe three. Let's make it three, okay? Three is a better number than two. It's a bigger number. Uh, The first one is this, to cry out for it, to cry out for it, to the Lord, to cry out for it, to do what we did, uh, talking about James chapter one, remember, we asking God for wisdom to cry to him for it. Um, Most of us, men get blamed for it. Back in the old days, they would say they'd never ask for directions, right? That's why smartphones were invented, okay, for men. So they'd have it right here and they'd would have they be in control all the time, okay? I, I hate to say it, women, but you do this too. You say, I got it. I got it. I, I don't need any help. I'd rather go to the internet than ask for help. Um, I, I'd rather Google it. Uh, this is what we do. We say, uh, we, we, he says, don't do that. Don't do that. Cry out for wisdom. Call out for it. Raise your voice to get it. Go to God and say, God, please, I need wisdom. It even talks about how you should do it. Seek for it like silver and hidden treasure. Do you know how you do that? Real cool like, right? No, if it's valuable, you you get in there and you're just like, give me, I got to find it. I got to find it. It's important. Uh, You've lost valuable things in your home and you've thrashed the place trying to find it, right? That's the picture here, is it's that important to get wisdom. Um, And then lastly, from this passage, verse 6, it says this, For the Lord gives wisdom. The Lord gives wisdom. And from His mouth come knowledge and understanding. I want to tell you, um, He has a monopoly on this stuff. No other store has it. You can't find it any other place. You may look and look and you may say, I'm not going to God. If you're not going to God, you will not find it. You won't find it. You can, ser- you can search the world over, but you will not find the wisdom of God. He, he, there's a source to it. There's a place to find it. And this is how you do it. You, you cry out for it. You seek for it in a passionate way. And then it's only from Him. Uh, seek its source. There's a few things that clog the pipeline to wisdom found in the book of Proverbs. And, and, and this is important for us to get. That it's not just, uh, there are things in the way for us to become wise in God's eyes. There are things in the way. And I want to handle those and then we'll talk about where we can find this. The first one uh, that I'd like to talk about is in uh Chapter 13, verse 20. Chapter 13, verse 20. Maybe I'm making you work harder than you're used to this morning on a children's Sunday. Power through. You can make it. You can make it. Chapter 13, verse 10. Verse 10 says, By insolence come nothing but strife, but with those who take advice is wisdom. Those who take advice is wisdom. 
as you as you look at that, um, that's important for you to remember, right? As we look at that, there there's some, and I'm one of them. I'm one of them that sometimes it's hard to take advice from somebody. I'm unwilling. I want to tell you that clogs that, that pipeline for us to get wisdom. It, it, it messes it up. It's not something that will help us. It will hinder us. You skip over to uh, chapter 20, verse 1. just want to remind you that I didn't write the book of Proverbs. I know you didn't think I did, but I just want to remind you of that as we read this next one. Chapter 20, verse 1 says, Wine is a mocker, strong drink a brawler, and whoever is led astray by it is not wise. Uh, We have an alcoholic culture that we joke about it, we um, we treat it sometimes as a drug that will get us through the day. And uh, as we look at alcohol, it's not forbidden. It's not forbidden in Scripture. Don't ever... Uh, it's You can't find the passages that forbid alcohol. But, but I want you to get this. If you're using it to get through the day, if this is the thing that makes life okay for you, it, it, it blocks the wisdom of God in your life. It blocks it. it. It hinders you. It trips you up on the way to becoming wise. That was uh, chapter 20, verse 1. And then in uh, chapter 28, chapter 28, these things hinder us uh, from becoming wise. They stop us at the gate, if you will. Chapter 28, and uh, 28 verse 26 says this. Whoever trusts in his own mind is a fool but he who walks in wisdom will be delivered uh if you're wondering what it is that might be blocking you it might be the fact that you think you're wise in your own eyes that you don't see yourself as unwise you don't see yourself as needy and that might be the thing that's blocking you from becoming truly wise. And you say, well, I don't really need to be wise. Oh, yes, you do. We looked at James chapter 3. If you're not, guess what? Chaos comes into your home. And so this is important. This is important stuff. And so for us to be wise in our own eyes, this is uh, uh, clogs the pipeline of wisdom to us. Well, where do we find wisdom? I love this. We're turning the corner here, kids. How can you get wise? Uh, we're about ready to read it in God's Word. Turn over to uh, Proverbs chapter 10.
I'm going to show you where you can get wisdom. Where you can get wisdom. And this is so important. You can find it today. You can find it today. This is what it says. Proverbs chapter 10, verse 13. On the lips of him who has understanding, wisdom is found. But a rod is for the back of him who lacks sense. Where's wisdom found? It's in the one who has understanding. The one who has relationship, right relationship. The one who knows God. That's where, on his lips, on the the lips of the godly, that's where you find wisdom. Be, Be scared. Be scared when an ungodly person is speaking to you. Not in the sense that you should never be around them. There should be, but but the idea that you would be taking notes, say something smart so I can apply it in my life. He says on the uh, on the lips of those who are understanding, on the lips of those who know me. That's where wisdom is found. We should be having sweet fellowship with godly people all the time. Why? Because we will hear wisdom from them, especially those of us who are younger. If you're young, you've got to look for godly people in your life. That you could hear what they say about life, about the things that we should be doing. Chapter 29, verse 15. Chapter 29, verse 15. And kids, you may not like this one. Chapter 29, verse 15. But it's for your own good. And you won't understand that either until a long time from now. Chapter 29, verse 15. The rod and reproof give wisdom, but a child left to himself brings shame to his mother. Um, let me, uh, let me talk about this just for a moment. Okay. Especially for, for moms of, of little ones, moms of little ones. You say, I I get it. I get it. I've been embarrassed by my kids over and over and over again. I want to tell you the shame that this verse is talking about is not talking about your three-year-old tearing around the church. It's not talking about them rolling around on the floor. It's not talking about them um, drawing on the walls or wrecking something in the bathroom. It's not talking about any of that. It's talking about the work we do in training our children that when they're old, that when they're old, that they will live out a life that honors the Lord. Um, don't worry about them obeying today, your little ones. Worry about who they will be as a man or a woman. And you say, well, not care about their behavior? No, in fact, uh, it says work at it, right? With rod and reproof. Rod is not rebar, by the way, okay? (laughs) I always think of that when I hear Proverbs as rebar. It's the idea of, let me say it this way. Let me, let me say it clearly. Spanking, okay? Yeah, yeah, I said it. I said it. Uh, I'm not a medical doctor. I, I'm not, I want to tell you, this is God's Word. I didn't write this. I didn't write this. The rod and reproof. And reproof. What is reproof? It's verbal correction. 
It's telling them they did wrong. It's telling them no. It's telling them no. And guess what? That's your job as a parent. That's your job. Why? So, so, that, so that they would obey in church? No. No. It's not. It, it's not for now. It is for later. But I'll tell you, if you don't do it now, if you don't, if you say, I'll, I'll get to this when they're teenagers. Tell me how that one works out. Uh, listen to this. But a child left to himself brings shame to his mother. Brings shame. Moms, you know this. Your kids ever broke your heart? Yes. Older ladies here, you, you need to tell the younger ladies about your broken heart of how you love your children and you wish for better for them. And encourage these young moms, get after it now. Get after it now. Why? Because the rod and reproof give wisdom to your children. Give wisdom to them. I, I want to tell you, what this is, it's wisdom that says, I want to give wisdom to my children. I know that I need wisdom, and I know that they need wisdom. And so I want to give it to them now when they're young. I want to set them up uh, for the future. And then uh last verse I want to look at is uh, chapter 11, verse 2. Proverbs chapter 11, verse 2. This is what God's word says. When pride comes, when pride comes, then comes disgrace. But with the humble is wisdom. The humble is wisdom. How can you get wisdom? How can you be fertile soil for wisdom? Is to be humble. To be humble. To say to yourself and others over and over and over again, I don't know what I'm talking about. I need help. I, I don't probably have the best idea or the best answer. I don't. I, I need to seek out other godly counsel. I, I need to get wisdom. That's what it is to be humble. The humble one says, I, I take the low position, not the high position. This is the way or the path to wisdom. Three questions for you as we close. Three questions. The first one is are you wise? Are you wise? And be slow to answer that question. Are you wise? Are you wise? Yeah, there might be seeds of wisdom. There might be indications where you stumbled across wisdom once or twice. But I think if you'd be honest, you'd see in your life many areas needing wisdom. Secondly, uh, second question, is your wisdom God's? Is your wisdom God's? Is He the one you're listening to? Is it, and you say, well, how do I know? Go back to James chapter 3. What's going on in your heart, in your marriage, in your family? Uh, is there chaos? If there is, maybe you should backtrack a little bit and ask the question, is it God's wisdom I'm applying here? 
And thirdly, lastly, ask yourself this. Are you seeking for, are you listening for, are you open to God's wisdom? Is it what you want? Is it what you want? I want to tell you, um, we're going to be looking at that the next three, four weeks. Um, and I don't want to just say for the next three, four weeks, this is what we're about here. We're, we're listening and, and we want to say, God, what are you saying? How do you want to shape my life? And all of us have made a mess of things. All of us. And we need God's wisdom. We need him to reorder our heart and our life. You want to be a part of that? Keep coming. Keep coming. It's good for you. It's good for your kids. It's good for you to be a part of what God is doing here. Please join with me in prayer. God, um, I ask that you would uh, give us a heart for these things that we've talked about this morning. God, give us the humility to, to realize over and over again uh, the areas where we are being unwise. We're playing the fool. God, I ask your blessing on these little ones especially, uh, that they would grow up in a church where the adults are seeking to be wise. They're seeking to follow you. They're seeking to have right relationship with you, that they might be able to follow in our footsteps. God, thank you for this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you all for being here today. You are dismissed. Why should my doubts and questions